I say he's so sweet. I wanna lick the rapper. So I let her lick the rapper. Kings, queens, and all of the between. You know what I mean. I think you a fiend. Okay? What is going on? It's Thursday, and you're back for another episode. And this is a great episode, so thank you for sticking with me and being here for me. I love you so much, my sweet little babies. Y'all really love me, and y'all accept me, and I'm thankful for it. I don't think I'm at the point yet, because like there's some people that are super famous, and so people who don't like them listen to their podcast. But I don't think I'm like that. I don't think I'm at that point yet. I think everybody who listens likes me. <laughs> who knows? Who cares, honestly? I love y'all so much. Um, This week has been pretty great. Some of the statues are being taken down. I went bike riding y'all today. And I haven't ridden a bike like since I was probably like, 11 12 and I am so sore and my booty hurts and everything hurts y'all I thought my heart was gonna beat out of my chest but I am trying to get back in shape and do better but anywho guys I want to shout out some um amazing black businesses in Richmond I went to, of course, Mama J's. I mean, everybody. We got some chicken, some catfish, mac and cheese, collard greens, and yams. And all of it was absolutely incredible. Shout out Liquid Cafe. We ate there as well this week. Um, Yeah, that's awesome. I also bought a Reckless Girls t-shirt. You know, my friend India that was on the show. Reckless Girls is her brand, so it's important for us to support black businesses. So there's a couple you couldn't support. If you haven't tried Mama J's, order some takeout. It's really good soul food, and it's my family. So support the squad. I want to start reading reviews on here, some of the sweet reviews that y'all have left on my Apple the little, you know, Apple Podcast ratings. I need you guys to leave me a rating and a review. Aww. Okay, so, oh, that's so nice. Okay, I'm reading it as we um, speak. But DC2328 said, content is king. I was a fan after the first episode. I heard dope content for the content lovers. I appreciate that so much. I think about my favorite, you know, podcasts or TV shows or whatever, and you just want to zone out for like an hour and just laugh and get some cool content. So I thank you so much, so much for leaving that review. And if y'all love me, go on Apple Podcasts right now and leave me five stars and write a sweet little review. And I might read it on next week's episode. I'm going to start reading some reviews on here. Perfect. So with no further ado, y'all, this is a long episode. I'm going to get right into it. Um, This is Chelsea Lamar. Lamar. But see, she got married. I don't know if she wants me to use her married name, but she said Chelsea Lamar. So that's what I'm going to say. She is the bomb.com. Definitely one of my mentors in this media game. 
I was on her podcast a year ago, and that's when I fell in love with podcasting. So it's everything came full circle, and I'm super excited to have her on this episode. And I think that y'all will absolutely love her. So enjoy Chelsea. Are we starting? We on, girl. Oh, bitch, let me put my phone down. I know. Okay. We are on, y'all. Today I have a very extremely special guest for a lot of reasons and we're gonna get into yes. all of it please introduce yourself <laughs> hello i am chelsea lamora radio personality podcast host multimedia extraordinaire period <laughs> wife you know period I mean? <laughs> she owns the iconic podcast single oh, in the city you. thank you chelsea you're the reason that this is happening right now stop don't tell me that you I, for me real cry. stop no, please don't tell me that <laughs> I don't want to make you cry, but I'm oh so serious. I reached out to you. There was an opening at the radio station. I don't even know if you remember this. It was like sometime last year. Mm-hmm. And I DM'd you. I was really trying for it. I feel like I do. And I messaged you on Instagram. Didn't know you from Adam and said, listen, you know, this is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to do. I see you doing this. You know, could you just talk? Right. And you called me and you gave me I such good advice. That, yeah. yeah, that was you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was you. Damn. Yep. Okay, yeah. You oh, gave wow. me such good advice and you were like honestly you were like the way you would like start your own shit like yeah i mean and we see that like more in every lane now especially like with the movement black lives matter and we get we're getting educated as a culture that ownership is important and so having something that is yours that you can say this is mine i built it really you're lucky to have me come on Come on. You're lucky to have me. And this is something that no one can ever take from you. Yeah. And whether you get laid off from a job, whatever, you can pour into this and generate revenue, your creativity. And there's nothing better than owning your own content. Yeah. And I'll let you borrow my shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I keep my best and my brightest for me. (laughs) If you think I'm hot on this radio, (laughs) wait till you check out my podcast. So, yeah. I mean, that was advice that somebody gave me. And it's so crazy because I started, I was trying, just like you, I was trying to, I was an intern. And I was trying to get on air. I was in sales. After I after I graduated, I got a job in sales. And I couldn't get on air to save my life. And I'm in the building. It's even more. Um, it had been like two years. Before, y'all, Chelsea is a radio personality. Because we yes. didn't explain. Okay. We just got to talk. That's what happened yes, when you know people. Exactly. Okay. Um, Chelsea graduated from Virginia State. Yes. And so you started interning. At yes, the, I okay. interned when I was in school. Okay. And so I think what has also changed with the radio industry is that you used to, you used to not have to be in school to be interned. Right. And so if you're not in college, it's really hard for you to get into the industry because most people do get those opportunities through internships. So you say, for example, Charlamagne the God. Right. One of the most notable personalities right now. He has a GED and got into radio on a whim. That's not happening now. Right. Unfortunately. Right. Um, so I interned and then I wanted to stay in the station, obviously. So the only thing that was available was sales. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really don't want to do sales. And the advice that I had was that somebody gave me was stay in the building. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna stay in the building. And so it was a blessing because I learned a lot about sales. And I was like, if I can sell what we call spots and dots, which Uh are commercials and endorsements. If I can sell those for this company and get a percentage, I can definitely sell my own shit. And I use that same business model when I started my podcast to like out the gate, my first, a month I made like a thousand dollars. Talk your shit. Advertising. Yeah. And um, I did an event in my first month. Yeah. 
So I, it was a ticketed event yeah. that I sold. And so... You did like a live show? I didn't do a live show, actually. Okay. I did a singles mixer. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But see, that's perfect for your brand. On yeah. brand. You know what I'm saying? So um, I had a sponsor for the event, like a small sponsor, but all of those things added up to a thousand. When I was like... Oh, yeah. Not only can I enjoy doing this, but I can make some money doing it. It may not be steady all the time, but I know I can do it. Right. And so um, I waited and I waited. I couldn't get that opportunity to be on air. And then somebody was like, start your own shit. But I didn't really know where to start. My brother had a podcast. And so he kind of like kind of gave me some how to do it but not really and i said you know what fuck it i'm gonna just start it one day i read charlamagne the god's book close that bitch the same way you said i inspired yeah. you i closed charlamagne the god's black privilege and a week later i had single in the city two weeks of having single in the city podcast they offered me a job <laughs> on air two weeks that is crazy now my job i've been begging for two years doing shit for free but what's so crazy had they given you that job you would have never started the never podcast started. you're exactly right that is crazy two weeks two weeks the first episode i had um our intern her name was marissa uh-huh. and i had the promotions coordinator <laughs> at the station on the show so everybody at the station was like these girls talking about and they listened to it and they're like yo this shit is actually pretty good then the next week i found out my boss had listened to it and he really didn't like me so it really i could tell he had to humble himself because actually After our that general manager made him hire me oh wow yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> But uh-huh. isn't that funny how God always has Won't the last do say? It. And Won't timing, he do it? Timing it's is everything. everything. And when you just you talked to me on the phone and you were just telling me to break down about everything is going on now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man. I mean, because like, I love radio, but podcasting is where it's at. Yeah. And sometimes I feel stifled by radio, to be honest. Mm. Like people are like dying to be on radio. And I think it's great. But who you are here, you don't get to be that. At the radio station. I can't say what I want to say. But you know why, though? Yeah, it's, it's money we didn't involved. grow up listening to podcasts. Yeah. We grew up on that, you know, exactly. listening to radio station. And, and it feels like you get to talk to cool people. You get to do yeah, cool you shit. you definitely have yeah. some great opportunities. But um, once it's... Okay, so it's interesting because once you do... It's almost like being able to do whatever you want. And yeah. then somebody trying to confine you. It's two totally different headspaces. Two totally different headspaces. I can cuss. I can have. I can drink. I can smoke. I can do whatever I want on a set. I talk about what is important to me. Like if, like at the radio station, sometimes unfortunately, something's made. I haven't had this situation, but it may not align with what I want to talk about, right? Okay. But I gotta talk about it because they they're sponsors or they're doing it. So I mean, I think it's really important for people to have. It's like. We live in an on-demand society. Absolutely. People don't listen. You can listen to whatever song you want whenever. People listen to The Breakfast Club or whatever, their podcast, because they like you. Yeah. So that's what's important is putting yourself out there. Yes. So did you always know you wanted to be like an entertainer? Yeah. I just didn't know what it was. I don't want to sound arrogant, but yeah. I just knew I was special. Yeah. But I didn't know what it was. Like I, I always wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be in entertainment. I wanted to... Uh, by the time I got to college, I kind of let go of the actress thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you I know still what? see that for you. Though. I still do, too. And Honestly. It's crazy. Lately, I've been seeing it more for myself. Yeah. But I think, um, unfortunately, adults are the biggest dream killers. Oh, the worst. <laughs> like the people that are supposed to inspire you and make you feel like the sky's the limit and society will make you feel like, well, and that's the, just a dream. It's the people closest to yeah. you, too. That's why, honestly, the people who made it. I, I respect them so mm-hmm. much. I respect it them. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. You have, you have a, a lot, lot of against you. And if you, for me, I wasn't always confident. Like the person I am now, 
I was not this person when I went to college. Like, I don't even think half the people when they went back to homecoming, they were like, bitch, that's you. Cause I didn't talk in college. Yeah. I, would, I didn't have the confidence that I have now. Like I went to school for two years and I was out for two years and I went back and those two years that I was out of school, I learned so much about myself. I gained so much confidence and loved who I was that when I went back the second time, I was a totally different person. Okay. So the people that I went to school with, they probably don't even know this person. Mm. Um, so I went to school for communications and I learned radio broadcasting and it was really great for me. Um, but I will definitely say most of my learning happened when I left school. Me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Me too. I mean, it's cool to have a degree. Like my degree has paid off. Yours has. Has it? Communications, right? I mean, yeah. You have but a I just feel like anybody who has a job, a job in their field. <laughs> Especially communications, Because it's a lot of people out here with communications Look, degrees, Shells, that that's don't. A, I ain't going to lie. You're right. You are absolutely right. <laughs> you know, I know that in your brain, you know, that, that picture perfect. Because when that fed loan comes, I'll be like, is it? Ooh, it's gonna pay off it's yeah, gonna it, pay I mean, off it has made off and like you said having a job especially when you're creative you're creative and you can actually work in that space there are so many people that I went to school with that really honestly when we were in school those are the people that I thought were gonna like always and I have somehow managed to stay within the field always. and they kind of because right. it's a constant cycle especially as a woman honestly and these layoffs are real girl they'll get rid Look, of your I ass I ain't even gonna go there yeah but I'm blessed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, radio was already changing anyway. Yes. You know, um, but this, I definitely don't see radio ever being the same. Mm. Ever. Mm. Ever. Because just like any industry, when you see that you can do more with less, why spend less, the why money? Why spend the money? And so a lot of shows are going to be syndicated. There's going to be less local radio personalities. The pay is going to be lower because they don't really need you anymore. That's so sad. It's, it's very sad. But you know what, though? It's going to be new lanes. That's life, exactly. right? Exactly. You know, it's going to be new lanes. Mm -hmm. It's going to be mm -hmm. new ideas, yeah, new radio. Right. You know? You're right. You're yeah. right. And so I'm just, I'm. me and my, I have like a, a group chat with like my radio girlfriends. And we talk about all the time, like, I wasn't creating for the podcast right out of um right right in the beginning of quarantine because it was I was very depressed because I oh. felt bad a lot of girls that I know lost their jobs yeah and so I'm blessed to still have my job but imagine everybody around you losing their job losing their job dying dying the, like this shit yeah this has not been easy mm -mm, mm -mm. that first month I cried for so like and my wife is a police officer too so that's just yeah. like this whole quarantine has I wanted been to talk about well, I mean, that was actually a great introduction. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that because yeah. you came out publicly. You know, you very open and talked mm -hmm. about it. What is that like? First off, um, during these times, how is she? How's her mental? She's, like, what it's is the getting world? better. Um, who, girl? That's so many things to that. Well, first and foremost, that I made clear to anybody, especially my wife when I first met her, because she's not black. Is I'm black. Very. First and foremost, Very. before I'm a woman, before I'm anything, I'm Very. black as fuck. Me too. And I'm proud of it. And if that is something that you are uncomfortable with, I'm not the bitch for you. So you open up with that. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's the first thing you see when you see me. Why not? Why are we going to act like? Yeah. Uh-uh. So I'm black as hell. And with, my wife is not black, but she's brown. Mm -hmm. She can pass her biracial, but she mm -hmm. was born not even in the U.S. Mm -hmm. She was born in Belarus, a country I had never fucking heard of. 
I was like, the fuck? <laughs> Which basically is Russia. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she was adopted by white people. Okay. And she lived in Harrisonburg. So she did not... She's the police officer that works in Southside Richmond, but I don't think that... No, I know she wasn't really raised around a lot of black people. Mm -hmm. Her parents, well, her dad is something called Mennonite, which is almost like um, Amish, mm -hmm. honestly. So she didn't really have a whole lot of exposure to African-American culture, mm -hmm. um, but she's very respectful of everything. And like... I mean, I, it's been a it's been a great transition because it hasn't really been. She identifies as a woman of color, so she gets like I didn't get that because I didn't get that promotion because I'm a woman and I'm, I'm right gay and I'm brown, right? You know what I'm saying? Because right. when you look at her, she's like, "What? Well, we all the same." That's how right. she feels. Like we all the same. So um, I also make very clear that I marry my wife, not the police department. <laughs> so okay. The fuck and my wife feels the same way. What's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. There are a lot of things that have been going on that she doesn't agree with. There are a lot of like most officers that are her colleagues that I've talked to when we talk about defund the police, they agree. Wow. They're like, yeah, it does need to be a level of defunding, but not from the perspective of police pay should be less because really they don't make that much money. Right. When you think about New York City and there's a nine billion dollar budget, there's no rich police officers right those officers aren't really making a livable wage for real so for real that unless they're working off duty so where is that money going right. and that's the same question that they have a lot of times mm. and even as far as people say oh well we should defund because um you know all their gear my wife pays for her own gear all of that stuff they pay for themselves girl that, no that doesn't even make sense if you're part of like i can't speak for all departments uh -huh. but if you're a part of like a tactical unit like a SWAT or something. Yeah, they pay for those. But if my wife need a new flashlight, she need a new belt, she a new bulletproof vest, any that comes out of her money. If she need a new shirt, she pays for that out of her money. So there, it really is this question of where is the money going? It doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, because, and I've spoken about this on the podcast, I have some friends, right, in a, in a racial relationship. Yeah. And when this happened, they were just really quiet, not addressing it. And I know a couple of interracial couples in like this. they can't see me my eyes are saying mm -hmm. as if they've completely forgotten who they are no. and it's like so are you going to speak so up like what's up with that? that it's so funny you said that because i had something at my house the other day and i had um you know it's always awkward when somebody ends up at your house that ain't really your friend they a friend of your friend and it's like okay you associate you here but i didn't really invite you here and now you're saying dumb shit and i'm like oh but anyway she is a black woman she's um dating a white man and what's interesting is my wife and i don't really consider ourselves interracial that's what's funny um but she was like yeah in an interracial relationship and we were talking about black lives matter and stuff and i made a statement i could tell the eyes two people at the table were in interracial relationships that their eyes got huge i said you have i'm not against dating um interracial dating but if you do not have strong knowledge of of yourself of self as a black person you have no business dating outside your race absolutely no business raising kids raising if you black, do yeah. not have strong knowledge of self your history your culture and everything that goes along with it you have no business being in an interracial relationship that's yeah. the only way it can work for me because 
what are you going to assimilate to his culture? What are you going to assimilate to his life? And right. that doesn't apply to you and nor does it apply vice versa. Um, and you're raising children. Like she asked me a question, like, how do I talk to my boyfriend's parents? And I said, if you feel uncomfortable saying something to your boyfriend's parents, if they say something racist, you ain't in the right relationship. Mm. One, because he should say something Two, you need to know knowledge of self enough to be able to stand up and assert yourself. Yeah, I always feel like, you know, when, I mean, this is a horrible, horrible um, example, but get out. Mm -hmm. the girl, when, <laughs> when they were in the car mm -hmm. and the pop came and the white girl went harder. For yes. Him, that's how I feel like it needs to be. Like our white allies, y'all have to go harder for us because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's better coming from you. It is. I you, mean, because a lot of times like the message is more receptive. So you do music. So you understand the history of music. Just like um, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry is the originator of rock and roll. But all of all of Elvis's music was Chuck Berry. Why? Because it was more palatable for white people to hear that same message from somebody white. It extends to the same political oh, climate. I mean, that's still happening that we talking about. And music. that's what I'm saying. It's still happening. It's happening in every facet, to be honest. So I think that you need to really have a strong understanding of self before you enter interracial dating. Um, as far as like my wife being a police officer during this time, it's hard because I remember the day I saw the George Floyd video and she had just came from an interview. Well, like for a promotion or whatever. And she came in and I had tears in my eyes and I was like, have you seen this? And she watched and she was just like, Oh my God. And so her, we kind of have a clash sometimes because unfortunately with her job, she can be desensitized and she feels the empathy, but I am just like, so emotional you know what i'm saying and she's like this is wrong she's looking at it like you yeah. should have done this he should have right. him over this way right she's looking at like all the points right. of where he went wrong or whatever and right. i'm just looking at a human he level killed, yeah of like for eight minutes this is that's... too i told her like i've never seen anybody die that was the first time in my life that i've ever seen somebody die and unfortunately in her line of work she sees people overdose right. every day right. you walk up on dead bodies her first day at work she yeah. said she found a dead body it, it's like surgeons like it's, surgeons they can yeah. walk in on a dead body and be and like okay nothing, right i told her i was like this is not normal and this has changed my life i've never and usually videos it like even i'm not aubrey i think for me most of these videos that you see they're really fast and it's a lot of movement yeah, somebody gets shot you don't even fall. really know what right. happened Happened, but this was like so blatant he died so slow and right in front of our faces and god bless that young girl who recorded that mm -hmm. video and mm -hmm. you know i pray for her mm -hmm. and i pray for george floyd's mm -hmm. family that was such but it had to happen mm -hmm. and people that are saying that are getting flack but this man changed the entire mm -hmm. world mm -hmm. my mom has gone down to protest about those um statues yeah. for years, years and nobody gave a fuck and nope. my mom was out there with her son you know you, it's so nobody gave a fuck because like my family's born and raised in richmond mm -hmm. so my grandfather is um on my dad's side he is he had a local tv show that was actually really popular called tell it like it is cool he talked about the same shit in 1989 and 1990 and we as a family watched some of the things that he was talking about and we're, like, we're talking about the same shit he's talking about the statues he's talking about the flag but he had a different perspective which was pretty interesting he's like i don't give a fuck about them flags and so like this white guy called and he's like yeah so he's like look you want me to feel a way about this flag it don't mean shit to me mm -hmm. it don't make me angry because it don't mean shit to me mm -hmm. the motherfuckers <laughs> that love it are ignorant it doesn't mean anything to me. It only has value when we get excited over it, which was a very interesting opinion. But 
like you said, people have been fighting for these same things for so long. And I think that it was, the, I tell my wife, because she was like, when, she was like, I understand the protest, but when is this shit going to end? Because I'm coming home with eggs in my hair every day. Mm. Um, and she's like, and I started to tell her like, I love you, but you uncomfortable for a little bit. And niggas been uncomfortable for 500 years. Right. So I feel bad for you. Let me help get those eggshells <laughs> out your hair, but you're going to go right back out there. But that's so real. Yeah, I mean, what you're saying is so real. Mm-hmm. Expect Because you... You literally have, I don't want to say both, both sides. I don't want to yeah. say both sides. Because that in sounds both so, spaces. living in both mm-hmm. spaces. And, she's like, and like, I just feel like, I was like, yeah, you're uncomfortable right now. And I empathize because she's like, it's not me. I don't do that kind of stuff. Nobody I know. She's like, I'm not saying that there's not bad offices. I know. And I've said things. She was like, but it's not me. I think that sometimes she was internalizing it. Like, they're, like, they hate me. Because it feels personal. And that's why the cops acted the way they did. Because it was it was very, very personal. Mm-hmm. This was very defund police. And, I mean, Before even though I'm the not- message was defund the police, I think that, and I'm a leader that is, um, <laughs> decisions are made at the highest level and they work their way down. Yes. So, um. The whole system. I, and I'm, I'm. We're so going to say if you just ain't Richmond. You said if you just in Richmond. Decisions come from the highest place and work their way down. But not, but you say just in Richmond, but don't you think I'm I'm just talking about what we were talking about, like the videos that we've seen and things like that. Things happen at the highest level. Yeah. And that energy is trickled on down. And I, but I think And some people use it and they want to play both sides and act like I'm for the people and they're not. But don't you think they're trained to do that? Yeah, I think that, like you said, isn't that a part of it? Politics is public opinion. So um, this is my personal opinion. I feel like LeVar Sony is a coward. Mm. This is my personal opinion. I feel that LeVar Sony is a coward because you are the mayor. Mm -hmm. You hired the police chief. Mm -hmm. Even though you are his boss, right? You are his boss. Even though... You hire him and he has to do his job. There is a certain level of command where he has to report to you. So you okayed that to happen from jump, right? Instead of being down protesting, you allowed that to happen. Right. And then he out there looking crazy. Then when you saw the blowback, you're like, <laughs> wait a minute, you come out with a fucking bullhorn. <laughs> like, what? You know what I'm saying? That like, was embarrassing it was and embarrassing. cringy to watch. It was embarrassing. And so I, I just, I urge people to just, it's really hard because I'm on the I'm on one side like I understand police brutality. Um, I never had like a hate relationship with the police, just a mistrust. You know, just yeah. being naturally being black, and I even had to like have that conversation with my girl, my my girlfriend, my wife's parents. You know, with them being white, and so I don't even know how the topic of race came up, but I was just like, you don't. I said, pe- white people get so upset when they hear the word privilege, but privilege isn't always monetary. And I looked at her mom and I said, as a white woman, when you've been pulled over, is your first instinct to call your mom, your friend, anybody? So if something happens to you, somebody's on the phone and knows where you are. And she was like, no. That is privilege. Right. That in itself is privilege. Right. And so you have to be able to look those issues and those people dead on and not be afraid and stand on it. Not when it's popular, like Black Lives Matter is real popular, when it's not popular, when it's uncomfortable, um, when people have tried to attack me because my wife, I've lost a lot of friends because my wife is a police officer. Are you serious? Yes. Chelsea. Absolutely. 
Now that is unbelievable because mm-hmm. people are that mad. So yes, they just want that, her to, people that my wife has been good to. They want her to just quit. I don't know if they want her you, to quit. Like, what do they want? But this is my thing. You want people to quit, but then you mad when it's corrupt police officers. <laughs> right. You want good people, but you're treating the good people like shit. <laughs> like shit. You mad at them. And I get like you get why they mad. It's it's a really <laughs> it's a very it's, complex it situation. Is yeah. Extremely complex. Yeah. It is extremely mm-hmm. complex. Um, mm-hmm. because the laws have to be changed. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole it's like system, you it, want you it's talk so about deep. community policing, so but deep. do you encourage people in your community to be a, be a part of the police force? Because um, Zimmerman felt like he was community police. Child. I'm like yeah. that was the idea that he had. But he wasn't actually a oh, police. Whatever. Yeah, Fuck it's me. always a, an empowered person that has no authority. Right. So just like the Ahmaud Arbery situation, it was the same thing. You trying to community police, but I'm talking about from a legal standpoint. If we want to change, change comes from the top down. But what we always talk about, um, Kate, my wife always says is like, I am. No matter what the the powers that be. I am the person that they see. So all of that frustration comes down on me. And so, like, for example, we found $150 one time at Carpool, right, on the ground. My wife gave every dollar away to people on her beat. Mm. That, like, somebody got pulled over at 3 o'clock in the morning during the riot situation, and they were just getting off from Wendy's. And one of her people was like, well, long story short, his license was suspended, and um, he needed an inspection she was like here's fifty dollars get your car inspected get your car inspected she was like he's it's three o'clock in the morning he's clearly a young man trying yeah. to work his life your license is only suspended if you don't have money right to pay fines you could be lazy because niggas be just lazy. yeah you could be lazy right. but but that's what i'm saying there but that's are, not worth it's not also worth- out as an officer what they don't stress is you have discretion you can use discretion yeah he wasn't a threat right it's three in the morning. It's a state of emergency. We're in the middle of but a pandemic. That's because your wife genuinely feels exactly. that way. Mm-hmm. You know? But there are some assholes. Of course. In policing. There are a lot of people that have never insecure people that take that power to the head. And yeah. it's a badge and a gun. Relax. They were so lame in school mm-hmm. and now they got these guns mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people picked on and them. You were taught and you retire racist ideals and right. stereotypes. And some people are overtly racism and racist and don't even know it absolutely mm-hmm. most okay so that segment um yes chelsea radio personality amazing <laughs> right? sex in the i said sex in the Girl, city is that too? single <laughs> in the city yes. okay so now we're gonna talk about sex baby B, we're gonna talk, talk about, about you and me we're gonna talk, talk about, about all the good things and the bad things i caught you don't worry girl <laughs> See, that's because it was before your time. <laughs> that was a part. Bubbles and... Oh, no, that was the Pretty original. Ricky. I sang the Pretty Ricky verse. Pretty Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Yeah, you showing that's your ass, girl. <laughs> I'm singing Color Me Bad, bitch. <laughs> okay. So, the last time I was... I think the last time I've been around you is when we recorded on your amazing podcast. Yeah. Single in the city, and you were very much so single. I was. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Talking about a whole man. Yes. A whole man. I don't know which one. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, remember somebody came to your apartment and three hours late and you had already oh, left. Oh, <laughs> bitch. Yes. Okay. Sending a bitch through all type of emotional changes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now you are married. As fuck. To an entire woman. Whole woman. <laughs> whole woman. <laughs> Throw the whole niggas away. 
throw the niggas away. But didn't you come out on your podcast? I did. I did. I came out on my podcast like in the first year of my podcast. Was it an emotion? I want to go back to But I wouldn't even call it a coming out. Right. You were just talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess the reason I can say coming out is because I was speaking about it. I never told my mom I was I dated girls. I knew eventually she would listen or somebody she knew would listen. So I, I feel like it was my indirect way of like, she's going to find out through here. And I don't have to tell her face to face. So you wanted you wanted her. To I listen. wanted her to hear the podcast. And she maybe not it. that episode, but I had talked about it several times. Got it. And Got it. the episode that she heard, I was like, of all episodes, that's the one she heard it on. Because there were a lot of episodes where I spoke about it a little bit more gentle and not so like <laughs> you was raunchy. So you've dated women in the past? Huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. When did you realize, would you consider yourself bisexual? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when did it's you- It's weird because even like though I'm married to a woman, I don't consider myself lesbian or gay. It's, I know te- contextually I yeah. am, but I just don't feel that way. I don't, cause the way, and my wife feels the same way. She's like, I just feel like I'm me and you're you and- we don't necessarily, for me, I feel like in order to have, to feel like I feel comfortable in being black and labeled black because there's an experience that goes along with that. There's a level of knowledge and being a part of a community. Um, I was never really a part of the gay community. I didn't, I don't have anything against going to gay clubs. I've been to like drag shows, but that's just not my culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not like what I do. Like, that's just not a part of my life. So I don't have that coming out story necessarily. <laughs> right. I just like, I don't go to me and my wife don't go to gay clubs. We go to where the vibe is. Right. You know what I'm saying? We go where our, my friends, the DJ It's like, we have friends that we hang out with some that are lesbians, straight up lesbians. And like, Oh, you want to go out? The, the, the DJ's gay. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And, but is he hot? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like what music, what type of music does he play? That don't, mean shit to me that he's gay it's so funny that you say that it's so funny that you say that because you know you have conversations with homophobic people Mm -hmm. and they don't want to say it's like people who don't want to say they're racist right i'm not homophobic but But. (laughs) right it's like okay so you're about to say some homophobic shit you're really about to say some homophobic shit and you really know it is but a person I, i was going back and forth with and his ideals were so fucked up and he was like um the reason i don't like gay men is because that is their whole existence like he said he worked with a gay guy Mm -hmm. and he said his whole existence all he wanted to talk about was him being gay and i was like well i said you have to understand you've been straight and out and comfortable your whole life Mm -hmm. this is something new for some of these people so you know he might be just really or it's almost like um for his his experience you know like you get a new car and you're so excited and then you know that you start seeing that car everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> to him, it may seem like he talks about gay stuff all the time because you're not around gay people. Right. But so he's now that you're talking about, about gay, it seems like you're talking about, but he's just talking about his right. life. Right, right, yeah. You Question, just got the car that you notice all the time. do you miss dick? No. Mm. Or the shit that comes with it. Oh. More importantly. <laughs> I do not. For real. No. So forever, No forever no. never again no never oh my goodness y'all have been and, I'm, and that, not to get me wrong like obviously i've dated men and women honestly more men than women before mm-hmm. i met my wife i was dating a man great sex mm-hmm. but i'm i'm sexually satisfied either way um but i don't miss i haven't had a moment where i miss dick right also because 
my relationship is so fulfilling. I don't even have time to think about dick. To be oh honest. my god! Beyond the sex, my life is of what you didn't get mm-hmm. in past relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, yeah. that's deep. Yeah. And it's so crazy because good dick is usually attached to trash I was niggas. Just, I was just first about, and foremost. I was just about to say for a lot of people, especially my age, mm-hmm. dick is all it is. Mm-hmm. That's why I said, do you miss dick? That's literally the conversations we have because it's mm-hmm. like a lot of these niggas don't bring much else to the table. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Like I said, but I, not to say that I didn't enjoy having sex with men when I did. It's just not really. It's almost like your first car. I don't know why I keep going back to cars. <laughs> you want a new car? No, but imagine your first car. You excited about it. You like it. It gets you from point A to point B. It got a couple of the features that you like. You know what I'm saying? Then you buy your first car. Yo, like with your money. Right. And you're like, damn, this bitch got Bluetooth. Right. This bitch got this and that. I don't even mind that it don't have a sunroof. Because this bitch, it got rims on it and everything. To me, dick is like the sunroof. I got mm. so many other bells and whistles to this car. It ain't got a dick. I'll be all right. Dick is like the sunroof. <laughs> <laughs> dick is like a sunroof. It's not a must. It's not a must. Okay. 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 Do you watch porn? I do. So are you into lesbian porn? Even when I was dating men only. You liked lesbian I'll, porn? I've always liked lesbian porn. Everybody who comes up here, mm-hmm. it says lesbian porn. Yeah. I mean, straight. I think, especially for women, at least for me, there needs to be a level of fantasy with porn, mm-hmm. right? What's the fun in watching some shit that you do anyway? There needs to be something that is like outside of the norm for you. Yeah. And most women have sex with men. Oh, yeah. And so, so seeing a woman is something totally different. That's true. And it may be something that you wouldn't necessarily act on. But um a nigga giving you back shots is like i did that last night <laughs> the fuck? and you remember how horrible it was the fuck no that was my favorite girl back shots i it just be too deep it'd be too deep getting them guts it'd be too deep <laughs> them guts. Flashback. <laughs> okay so it's always just because i always like it's interesting to me what people type in their porn search bars mm-hmm. i do that on my show do you really i do ask people what their porn search is it's so interesting right mm-hmm. i do black well ebony of course ebony. yeah because <laughs> you type in black and it'd be a white girl yeah rebecca black yeah um <laughs> Um, I do ebony, lesbian, or I'll do... I actually like to watch older women have sex. Really? Like mm-hmm. old? If you put in mature porn. Well, as long <laughs> as it's the right mature... Sometimes you give you geriatric shit. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? But mature. if you put in mature lesbian, it's usually like a woman in like her 40s. Why are you, are you attracted to older women? No. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just think maybe it, sometimes it seems a little bit more realistic um their bodies are more like my body you know what i'm saying like as far as like just yeah not these like perfect either coke bottle or like mm-hmm. becky flatten the front and back yeah type. it's a little more authentic it's a, it's a little bit more but authentic. that's why i like homemade bitch i, I love I a love homemade or homemade. webcam yes. put that webcam mm. i love it mm-hmm. i love it mm-hmm. for sure so i love something that looked like it was on like a made on an iphone too <laughs> bitch i know it's gonna be good mm. especially if it's only like six minutes six minutes are the best in the hood yes and you gotta it, use a little bit of your imagination she's falling off the bed yeah. mcdonald's Tennessee. oh yes that's the best mm. I, I bitch like she got paid ten dollars to do this, this camera hello my beautiful ladies and gentlemen so sorry for the interrupted interruption 
interruption y'all my boyfriend acts like he don't know how podcasting work and i'm over here trying to this is my third time trying to do this ad anyways y'all the patreon is lit patreon.com slash imani blair we got a new episode coming this week it's fired this video will be on there and yeah it's going down i'm actually gonna have a zoom party soon with my girls and i'm so excited so make sure y'all go check out patreon.com slash imani blair it's gonna be juicy content with me and my boo i know y'all love our stories we have a story where we got um stranded in vegas and i think we should wait we should tell it for the patreon so yeah patreon.com slash imani blair also the merch is fucking lit like the merch is super lit um yeah imani blair.com merch is still for sale and things are going faster now because i guess i mean corona has calmed down in a lot of people's eyes even though we know it hasn't stopped but whatever yeah go check out some merch imani blair dot com um use code monzi for 20 percent off but it's really lit i love my merch i wear it all day y'all know that but yeah um so that would be amazing y'all know when y'all support the patreon or buy my merch you're supporting an independent artist and in these times i really really need it because i'm confused and don't know what's fucking next but anyways i love y'all and let's just get back to this incredible episode I was about to say, I know how you feel. I don't know. Chelsea. Yes. August and Jada. What's up? What's good? Woo, girl, you know what's funny? When you said August just now, that's my grandfather's name I was talking about. So how you know him, girl? Um, August and Jada. I have so many thoughts about it. The first one is, why are we acting like we never heard of polyamorous relationships? Right. That's the first one I want to get at. Right. I think more than anything, like, there's been a rumor for decades that Will and Jada were swingers. Mm-hmm. So why are we acting like this whole new concept to them is like something shocking? Um, as far as August and Jada is concerned, I'm actually looking at Jada sideways in the sense of I feel like she took advantage of him. Oh, my. So many people are saying that. Mm-hmm. You think she's she, an older woman? Already, an older woman has the potential to put a Badu on a nigga. Every nigga that <laughs> Erica Jada Badu don't fuck with. Yes, they ain't the same as far as Erica. So that she has this. He is already a person that has experienced so much trauma, right? So when you met him, you met him at a vulnerable state, as well as you are fucking Jada Pinkett Smith. So there's already this idea of love. She's this beautiful mature woman she probably he loved probably him in a way that he never received from his mother fantasized about fantasized her about life. her then when we add wealth and fame it's like wow he's with this untouchable woman you know what i'm saying like that he never would have thought right. that he had i think that in a way she used him to make herself feel better about herself but this but this is what i'm saying though if if they are open polyamorous yeah. whatever we want to call it and if conversations did take place which i'm sure they did mm-hmm. You know, and if it's a respectful, honest situation, but I'm saying, how about he probably was just the thing she was fucking, and she probably did fuck with him, and but they knew she they cared knew, about him. She, he, she was not leaving Will Smith for no, him. No, and I think that and I, I, think, I do think she. Part of me makes me feel like she may have at some point given him that idea. I don't think so. But most of me is saying she did not, and I, I think don't that think more than so. anything, I think August did with love. most women did and thinking that i will love her enough <laughs> that she will change her mind 
and she had to let him know no nigga I'm staying with my husband and he is just really hurt about it. I don't think that, but the interview, the tone of the interview, I don't think he was being spiteful at all. I don't think he was being spiteful. Mm -mm. No, Mm -mm. no. But the hair was spiteful. The hair was childish. The hair, I thought it was just me. I was trying to get out of the habit of shaming. No, I always say when people shame black women because of their hair, but we can shame these things. No, what is happening? No, that was next level. That was next level. What in the, the damn twist out <laughs> is going on? What in the color block is going on? Angela Yee looked amazing. It is. I could not get with that music that they would randomly put in there. That serious <laughs> serial killer shit. Like whenever he, they were like, oh, this is going to be an Instagram soundbite. Let's add that real serious suspenseful music. Get I can't breathe in this motherfucker. Like, like that music is what was getting to me, child. What in the Jurassic Park? Okay, if we're going to be honest, I'm not a huge August Alsina fan because when he first came out, I was very protective over Trey because I know Trey personally. Not protective over Trey, okay. <laughs> but I lived in different cities. So all of the Virginia artists, I'm just, I'm go yeah. hard for Virginia artists. Yeah. I feel like we're underrepresented, mm-hmm. like, you know. So mm-hmm. at that time, remember he came out and he was just mad with the I don't the think world. August has the body of work to, Even to, compare. to body, like yeah. to, to like really defend him, to be honest. Yeah. Just being honest. Yeah. Yeah. I don't listen. It's some tea, and it is definitely some content. Ooh. I can't wait to see Jada take herself to the red table. You listen to all twenty-seven songs. I haven't listened to one. I was about to say because I was like, already August lost me when he said twenty-seven songs. You don't have twenty-seven songs worth of shit to say to me. Did you listen to the album? Absolutely not. <laughs> and that's how I know I'm not dedicated because even though that interview was juicy as hell, it still didn't make me want to watch Maybe. the documentary or listen to the and album. And that's what I was upset. I'm like. Okay, it just seems kind of disingenuous to me because you're going to talk about this when you drop an album. Cool, it's your story. I'm sure some of the stuff is an album. But who's listening to the album? But let me say something. (laughs) I appreciate a good rollout now. You feel like it was a good rollout? I do feel like it was but good. But I feel like I didn't, got people I didn't talking. go. We talking about him right now. It got people talking. Yeah. And it may not have, because we are not August Alcina fans, right? Or we are not, like, imagine the content bloggers that listen. Imagine, I mean... When you create the science behind creating an album that 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 is that long, imagine the money you get. Like Chris Brown is able to get so many right. um, digital plays because he creates an album that has like twenty songs. On right, it. more. So the Chris more songs you have 50. on an album these days, the better. So for for money reasons, for money, or for business reasons, both, for all reasons. But I feel like impact with the people is more important. But if, Chris Brown can do that because people care. I don't care enough to listen to 20s. I You barely had me for the hour on yeah. the interview. But I do think it was a good rollout, especially considering quarantine. You have to consider he's Where not able are. to promote the album. That's true. So you got to do everything that you can to get the attention and talk about the album. Yeah. So I do think it was a good rollout. But I'm still not interested. Because at one, I got everything I needed from the interview. Yeah. <laughs> what do I have to listen to? Yeah. Now? Um, I here I'm here for it. He didn't once reference the album. I think it was the album. way they have to do it, they have to go to that red table, and it's got to be August and Will and Jada. <laughs> Did y'all see that mean? Because Jada said she was taking herself to the table when she was looking. She was still looking at herself, <laughs> bitch, bitch. But I think they've made it very clear what they're. Re- you she know? even said on her show, "I don't care if you on that end of the house." And they've you been saying else. it for yeah. years. Like, I, I think and more than anything, people are surprised that it's August. I think she thought August was fine because he is. <laughs> Y'all can't see Chelsea. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. 
I think all I, God's children. I are think when he's kept, because right now he's not he, a bad looking guy, but he ain't no Will Smith. But we already know Jada Pinkett likes some street. But meat. we can't come on. But Will Jada likes street meat. Will Smith ain't that fine. Will Smith is he's gorgeous. Amani, I'm going to question it with you. Now, cut the fucking mic off. I live for a tall, I think he's a very good-looking man. Yeah. But, you know, money really does it for me. Hello. <laughs> money, Hello. Does it. money does Wealth it for me. just makes your skin glow. <laughs> the fuck? Your teeth look great. Your gums look great. Well, your skin looks money great. Money does it for me. Because it can. it's a lot of rappers that used to be ugly. And then they but money does it. Like, like, wait, look good. let me tell you. He look kind of good. From a basic level. From a basic level. At least for me. I can only speak for me during quarantine. <laughs> quarantine that made me look better. Because I'm out of stress for real. I don't have to leave the house. I'm like, that rip and run is off me. That tired, that like constantly having to go and do. I do at my own pace kind of right now. So imagine having money in the level of stress relief that that comes with. Yeah. As much, even though there's more money, more problems. But imagine that financial stress is off of you. Yeah. Money make you look good, child. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. Just like you can tell somebody that doesn't have money because their teeth or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Money does the same thing in the reverse. Listen, because mm-hmm. when I see a picture of Will Smith, he looked like he got a uh, lot of And do, and do, and do. So, Jada too. God bless. Jada too. Jada too. Jada's got good jeans, but Jada Gammy looks look like a little bit of coin. Um, Jada definitely looks like a coin. <laughs> August looked like he was looking for the coins. Begging for him. I'm that looking. hair, that hair was well. That I'm, was that I'm, was because if Jada Pinkett saw that, she would have said, "Nigga, you better. thought that I was done with you." I think more I than really anything <laughs> with this whole August and Jada situation, is people were surprised that it was August. Yeah, had it been <laughs> Drake, Trey songs, right? Drake, right? I don't think people would have been. It would have been like oh, August okay. was not an established artist. He was somebody that needed her. You get? That's what I mean by I feel like she. As much as she may have helped him or she, he thought that she did, she took advantage. She played on a lot of his weaknesses. Mm. He was a very vulnerable person. Yeah. And so I think the big shock is like, it's just almost like when you see this girl or this nigga, he fine as hell. He got a good job. And you see the bum bitch that he fuck with. You're like, how did she do that? Mm. I think that's kind of what the August and Jada thing is for me is like, what did y'all have in common? Why did y'all like? What is the equalizer between y'all? And I feel like it just they felt were like both using each other. He needed her more than they she, were both using each other and needing each other for different reasons. But for whatever reason, she cut that shit off, and he's hurt. I think he cut it. She cut it off because August thought that she was going to right, leave Will. right. And she said, "Nigga, are you crazy?" Right. But I'm sure she made that clear from the jump. Well, once again. So can we say that, oh, like, I don't know. I just, we think of men as the, like, bro, you, he's a grown man. He no. knew that Jada was not going to leave Will Smith. But you also think men have ego. that blowout. <laughs> a man's ego. A man's ego. What in the world? Because you also, also have to think, you don't know what type of pillow talk Jada was having with him. Because Will also has been rumored to be with other women. So you don't know if she felt unloved unvalued in her relationship and august made her feel that way and so there he's thinking like i'm making her feel good and she loves me and all of these things and adding to her and his ego as well as the way she was acting which may have still been genuine he's thinking that it could be something that it wasn't 
Listen, I'm praying for I'm all parties. I'm not leaving Will for nothing. God Himself will have to take me. Will Smith. God would have to pluck me from His green earth. And it's like we always, you know, they always say they're in these open relationships. And they they're tight. Their family is tight. They the mm-hmm. way they move. They classy. There has to be a level of trust. They're classy. And I just feel like now we gotta have that conversation. Now it's like really this this little nigga that you wanted to fuck is putting all of our yeah putting all of our yeah I definitely see that I perspective. I feel like Will is probably we have looking at her this. crazy. We are the upper echelon of black Hollywood. And they Hollywood. are. Mm-hmm. And they are. But. <laughs> That's why people need to sign NDAs. He might have. He might have said, fuck that. You know, all this energy. I don't know. Who knows? But I can't wait for Jada to talk about it. (laughs) But you know what? It's weird because in Hollywood, NDAs are very popular. I'm very surprised that he is talking the way he is. I'm going to have to do some digging on that. I'm very surprised that he didn't have to sign an, uh, an NDA. And like you said, he could be saying fuck it, which is one reason why Jada might be a little bit quiet right now because they might be in some litigation or something. But, you know, their their people came out and said, we denying these claims, Will and Jada. So why she need to call herself to the red table? <laughs> you don't need to call yourself to the red table if you denying it. <laughs> we we going to see. go to the red table to acknowledge. Because what if her and Will go in there and say this boy is crazy and none of that shit happened? It's <laughs> too much. It's too much for it not to be true. I don't. I, be, I believe lot. everything that August is saying. It's a lot. I believe everything. It's that like heartbreaking the way he t- he was speaking. Like he said, I. You hear a man say, "I, I gave, love I gave my whole self." <laughs> but to that's her. part of the the thing to me that Ooh. seems unhealthy. Yeah, that's the part that. Seems but maybe she realized. Maybe she got in a position where she's like, "Yo, this, this is, is gone." And that happens. Don't that happen yeah. every day? Yeah. Where you thinking you <laughs> not every day, B. <laughs> yeah. Every niggas get themselves every day. Not niggas, but usually it's the woman, yeah, and mm-hmm. you thinking one thing, and then one day you realize, yeah. like, whoa, this has kind of gone too far, mm-hmm. you know. And then you're trying to reel it back, and then she probably had to just be like, "Yo, we're better off just cutting it. Let's off. just not mm-hmm. do this no more." But you also should know you can't do that to no singing ass nigga. <laughs> Those are the sensitive ones. They're gonna put you in everything. Shut up. Am I lying? <laughs> Not this. Well, I know if um, a, I tell a musician, anybody to make a musician, me mad. because they're literally most, especially if they're a songwriter, they write about what is going on in their lives, yeah. and that's the shit that usually sells. Now, do that with an actor, <laughs> because their personal life isn't on display. Right. So, what did you think was gonna happen with singing ass nigga? Yeah, I'm a podcast host. I'm gonna talk about your ass. Period. Every week, Poo. I used to call myself the Taylor Swift of podcast. Every week, if you do me dirty, nigga, I'm talking about you, <laughs> bitch ass Rudy. That's my favorite one. So now is our segment, rappers in the media. Hey, okay. So what type? What is there? Any rappers that are exciting you right now? Is there any crazy stories from any rappers that you want to talk on? Rappers like, yeah. that are exciting me. Honestly, I hate to say it like this. No, no rappers are exciting me right now. Me neither. Yeah. No, no, like literally no music is inspiring to me. me. Because I work in radio to be like, oh, this person. Um, I'm not even really excited about Pop Smoke's album. I didn't it's love been getting it. a lot of re- Pop reviews, Smoke, great reviews. It didn't have that Pop Smoke sound to me. I like I, I don't like, know what Pop Smoke is saying. And my age is showing because I feel like I sound like my parents. I'm like, what are they saying? It ain't about what you're saying. It's, it's the fuck. I can't feel no way if I don't know what you're saying. You ain't going to say fuck me and because it sound good. I'm with it. So for my rappers in the media, Kanye West, Chelsea. But you know what? I 
don't even think about Kanye. That's the thing crazy to me. I'm like, are y'all really taking Kanye serious right now? A lot of people are taking Unfortunately. him very serious. Unfortunately. And when his wife is up there throwing up American flags and saying she with him, a lot of people are taking... Uh-huh. Yeah, on Twitter. A lot of people guess, are taking this very, I'm very looking serious. from a factual point of he literally cannot run for president Like, he's right missed every deadline. <laughs> like, but then I was listening to a podcast today that said he could. I mean... And I'm like, maybe I'm they sure there's a loophole. I just... To me, I don't take it seriously. But my thing is, it's a distraction. And it it's is. like every time Kanye gets inspired, he does this every single time. And we have enough to deal with right he now. It reminds like, me of, you know, like when you grow up in church, it's always that one old lady that like catch the spirit for attention. Yeah. And it's like, woo! And then all of a sudden she fades back down. <laughs> woo! Or they take off or running. Or take off running. Yeah. He is that person to me. Yeah. And after a while, at first you're like, oh, wow, she really feeling Jesus. Then after a while you're like, Sister Summers do that every Sunday. That's how he is, Sister Summers. Child, do that every Sunday. But it's just, it's, we have a lot going on right we now do. as black people. We and do. we already working, trying to get all of us on the same page. I would say Kim page. Kardashian running for president more serious than Kanye. Me too. One, because he can't even pass the mental capacity of being a president because you can't Donald have mental Trump illness. Donald Trump can? But he is not diagnosed as bipolar. <laughs> Kanye, <laughs> the diagnosis is the key word diagnosed so he is diagnosed as bipolar so he couldn't even do it i don't yeah you have to pass like health screenings and mental capacity okay so why are you playing with us like this like we we're emotional we sensitive we got a lot going on we are i'm you know it's already I so much division. black people still even though kanye west has made ignorant statements i think that we're still holding on to the george bush does not care about black people kanye we need to let that go mm-hmm. we can we accept people for like i accept kanye as an artist mm-hmm. you know i accept you as a producer as mm-hmm. a rapper super I'm I accept cool him as a musical it. genius. A musical genius. I'm cool with that. An I think, actual idiot. I think you make dope <laughs> shoes. I think the Yeezys. Not are the dope. foam runners, girl. I like the Yeezys. The foam runners. They were Yeezys first. Foam runners. But do you took you like these them. foam runners? Oh, the oh, them croc. Looking? No, no, no. Okay, okay. That's how I didn't know we were talking about the, the, the foam sneakers. Oh, yeah, like Yeezys. When yeah. he was first with Nike. Oh yeah, those were oh, hard. Like Kanye, it was a pioneer. Yeah, and I used to have Kanye West all over my notebooks in high school. Mm-hmm. I loved me some Kanye West, and he, and he my, he's the reason I really believe that my brother was a rapper mm-hmm. because he was the first person that wasn't talking about like my, we're from Chesterfield. We not talking about busting guns and that drug life and whatever. It was something that was very close to our reality right. you know what i'm saying so i respect kanye from college dropout is my favorite album um but we cannot talk about him seriously we had a, we've already had one Political. celebrity in chief we don't need another i agree yeah. i agree this man literally had to make america great again had we, need to focus. we need to focus <laughs> all look i always say this just because they your skin folk don't mean they your kin folk come on don't mean they shit. Hello. And even when they your cam folk don't mean they Come on. <laughs> you said it. You said it. So Chelsea, when is Single in the City coming back? The people want to know. Uh, and are you going to keep it the name Single in the I City? Am. I own the name. Because uh, I asked you on your, and you said I would never change it. I will it, never change it. And I was like, it. I'm going to ask you. So. I will never change it. My wife loves it. Aww. Um, And I own that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, check the copyright office. Um... <laughs> I don't have a hard date for the podcast, but I am expecting to be back. My birthday is August 10th. I will be back up and running. Okay, that's good. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good. With moving, I really, I'm setting up an in-home studio, and I really think that that will help, like, the vibe. Like, 
of the show. I used to always say like, oh, we're in the penthouse, but really I was in the trap house. You know what I'm saying? It was like, <laughs> like just fun. Um, but now I kind of have like set up like a pool table and I just kind of want it to be, I have, my life has changed and I want it to reflect the change yeah. in my life. And so I needed some time off to kind of enjoy one being married. Absolutely. Enjoy. And I really think that I really, we always talk about we got married at the right time because I have really been needing this time to support my wife through, you know, with her being a police officer but and yeah. Black Lives Matter. And yeah. I've been needing this time to really support her. Um, so I'm excited for the podcast to come back. Probably, I'm going to aim for like August 1st or within that week of August 1st. Well, we are so excited. Yes. Thank you so much for joining Thank me. Thank you for having me. Let me tell you, it made me feel so good for you to tell me that especially not podcasting for three months it's been a part of my life for four years or three or four years yeah. whatever i've lost count at this point so for someone to say like they want to start their podcast because of me it makes me feel really good yes i love being on your show yes I you have to come back it. i would love to whenever you have to come back i'm coming back with a bang i'm gonna just let y'all know i can't wait expect some juicy things i can't there's wait. so much to talk about <laughs> yes um it's just gonna be a good time is your wife gonna be a part of it Probably not. Okay. She likes the, the shows like, it's so weird. She'll be like, that's a whole bunch of girls talk. A whole bunch of girls talk. <laughs> Every now and then she'll kind of pop in and say little stuff. But she likes the shows where I have male guests. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like um, one of my friend Ro, he comes on the show all the time. She loves. She's like, is Ro there? Yeah. She keeps telling me Ro needs to be there for the first show. <laughs> so I will honor my wife's wishes. Ro will be on the first show. Um, but she is more so like the behind the scenes what do i need to do how do we get a studio in the house what do i need to help you with this is what we need to do and she's gonna be i already know she probably she probably is cutting a peephole in the door now so she can Aww, see what's going on that's so, so sweet that's gonna be her Chelsea. role on the show mm -hmm. so one more thing before we go i was about to close out but that is a rumor that lesbians marry y'all get married quick like, uh, is that true <laughs> unfortunately i did do the typical <laughs> Yo, okay. I heard that all my life, and I never really knew it to be true. But, but, then, but then I <laughs> stereotypes. I'm fulfilling every stereotype. But I will say this: what is very interesting is when me and my wife got together. One, her family and friends cannot believe she was in a relationship, uh -huh. and they're like, "She wants to get married. She never wanted to get married. Like, never." On our second date, we were talking about getting married. Like, my wife stayed at <laughs> our first date. <laughs> kind of our first date, I kind of got drunk at her house. Then like, yeah, I heard this story. Yes, and she escorted my ass home. I was like, damn, this bitch ain't gonna let me shit tonight. I, I really was like, she don't like me. She is not Aww. feeling me. What bitch? You all liquored up. And they're like, um, yeah, let me take you home. Because you could have woke up and been, you know. That's what she said. Bitch, you was gonna try to say I did something to you. <laughs> Your crazy ass. <laughs> but um, we were talking about getting married like our third date. And I. We were maybe together 90 days. Is it like when you know, you know? Yeah, honestly, I know it sounds cliche, but like when you least expect it, when, and it's just like this, we talk about all the time because I have FOBO. Her thing was she never wanted to get married and I have FOBO, fear of better options. Always, my whole life. I don't care if I'm in fucking the, the grocery store. I'm looking at the apples like, but this could be the better apple. I don't know. I want to get this apple. And then I constantly live with this phobo. And I have never once questioned if I made the right decision. Is there anybody better for me? We just get along. And I learned with that nigga you was talking about before. 
it was so hard. Everything was so hard. I'm not here to be uncomfortable. I'm not here <laughs> to be uncomfortable. And and I named the episode that's you know what I mean. <laughs> um, when I realized like, wow, this is really easy. Like this is how it should be. And we have like we just have minor hiccups. And when I say minor hiccups, just like normal bitch, squeeze the toothpaste from the bottom <laughs> type things. Um, it was just very easy. Yeah. And someone that makes you feel easy to love. Mm. Not they are easy to love, but they make you feel like you're easy to love. You don't have to. You can just no. be yourself. Yeah. All this. I mean, every night when I go to sleep, the, my wife gives me a kiss and she says, all you have to do is wake up. And I got the rest every night. Every night. And that's Chelsea. how I feel every day. Oh, my God. All I have to do is wake up and she got the rest. Oh, my God. Every night she tells me that. that I know, right? feel some type of way. I said, you want to get married today or tomorrow? I called my mama on Monday. I said, mom, what you doing Friday? She said, I have work. I said, well, I'm getting married if you want to come. She said, excuse me? I told my grandma I was getting married. She said, to who? To who? Who? I said, Caitlin, she's the officiant. I said, no, I'm marrying her. Not if she did. My grandma, my grandma thought my wife was the efficient. That's how fast we got And married. didn't know who you was. I had no clue. Had is never she the met efficient? Her. Is she the efficient? No. <laughs> She's the wife. Yeah. And oh, so. That's a beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. And I, I just, it's been very. And another reason I know that I married the right person is like our life. Everything just. Like when I saw you said, girl, you got married right before. Um. That's crazy. Everything. The timing was crazy. The world like- started to slowly come to a halt. After we, we got married February 7th. Y'all shut it down? By the <laughs> end of March, well, mid-March, I was already not working. At that time, work wasn't a short thing for me. Like, because I had part-time jobs and other gigs. Those jobs had completely stopped. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And she was like, you are fine. You will be okay. We will be okay. So that happened. Then Black Lives Matter. And we just were like there to support each other. And when I say like everything comes easy, I mean things that I would have never imagined my life being the way it is now. And everything has just been a natural progression. I thought my mother, my mother ain't with the gay shit. My mother loves Caitlyn. Like literally I have to get my mother out of my house from hanging out with my wife. She calls me like, Y'all where? Y'all are cute with the dog. I be Yeah, it's like the dog situation fell into place. We bought a home. I wasn't anticipating buying a home. We moved in our home all in the midst of a pandemic and everything. Everything. It's yeah. just like we got married in February. And it just feels like it was meant to everything, be. Everything. And it's when I say easily happening, it's just like, wow, I can't believe this is. And it was such a struggle. Girl, it was the ghetto. <laughs> the, we always talk about it was ghetto before we yeah. met each other. So, you'll know, like, it's just. And not to say that there won't be hard times. Of course. And sometimes, like, luckily. I mean, the pro and con to, like, being married so soon is, like, we're learning and loving each other through it, through the growing pains or whatever. But it's just, it's been a blessing. It has really been a blessing. And I just, I'm loving, I just didn't think I was going to love this wife life this much. I said, this is the shit. Like, said, no, you got your human. And it's, it's just great. Everybody is, like, you know, I'm at the point in my relationship where that's, like, coming up a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It's just that it seems like a lot of work to be a wife. Like I, I throw up the girlfriend card mm-hmm. often. Like the nigga, I, ain't I am a girlfriend <laughs> and proud of it. <laughs> I, mean, I say the I, fuck. You hungry? You hungry? Okay. I'm a girlfriend. Like, but I 
feel like once you make that commitment, mm-hmm. now it's like, okay, you know, it's, it's yeah. I got to really do And I guess it's because shit. we don't have the history. Girlfriend and wife don't feel any difference to me. Right. I'm doing the same shit. If anything, I do think that she feels this like, because she's more of like the, I also think it's part of the nature of her job. Like, make sure you're okay. Caregiver type. That probably just is her. It's though. her. But I mean, Nothing feels different to me. And I yeah. thought that wife was going to feel so different. It just means I have great health care. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I have amazing health care. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, and that's important. Because we yeah. got married on the 7th. I had my new health care on the 8th. That's how quick it is. Effective immediately. Please. <laughs> Please. Effective immediately. Girl, why? For me. I got that picture. Don't you hate that people can choose their own picture now? Yes. Mm. Okay, <laughs> that is not That okay. is not it. <laughs> For me, it's like the difference between girlfriend and wife is me cooking spaghetti when I don't feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I will say is the difference. I will say the difference between girlfriend and wife. And I don't know if it's because I'm with a woman. I think the difference between girlfriend and wife for me is really, you know, like you and your boyfriend now is is the two of y'all. You against the world. But when it's your wife or your husband, it genuinely is. You and that person, and you have to create this, like, nobody can come between this. And so I have had a few bumps where I'm, like, I'm a very social person or whatever. Well, not even that. It's just, like, you just got to, like, move with the other person in mind. And it has still been very easy to me. You an extrovert. Yes. You got to move with the other person in mind. And like, say, for example, we were walking our neighborhood with some dumbass young kids smoking weed in the nature trail or whatever. And so he was like, y'all smoking. I was like, nah, I'm good. I was like trying to quit or whatever. Just joking. And he was like, well, what's your, um, what's your Instagram? Cause I could tell that he was like trying to sell me weed later. And she was like, he was flirting with you. No, he wasn't. He's a dumbass teenager that literally in his bio or Instagram had a stack of money, the leaves, and he's the weed man. He's trying to be the weed man. You love me like that. Not everybody does. Okay? So, but in hindsight, she, I had to realize, like, I just needed to shut that down from the beginning. I'm right. trying to be nice and be friendly, like, nigga, stop. Because that's what you would have done, though. I would have just been yeah. like, what? And okay. I told I was like, in my mind, I'm just like, let me just take his Instagram so he can leave me alone. And it's, he just, I can see that he's a kid trying to do sell some weeds looking dumb. But in her, her mind is like, what are you doing? First of all, you look like you buying weed. <laughs> it's interesting. Cause me and my boyfriend, we, we're great with it now. But when we first started dating, that mm-hmm. was tough. Cause you know, music is such a male dominated mm-hmm. industry. And so, like I would do a show, get off stage, easily six niggas come into mm-hmm. either exchange Instagrams or which mm-hmm. is what we're supposed to do mm-hmm. because we're trying to network. Mm-hmm. But that was we had to get used to that in the beginning. My granddaddy taught me early know? on too. Somebody that loves you, you smiling at somebody else, you flirting. <laughs> and men take you being friendly as flirting. Yeah. We're saying we're just being nice, we're being hospitable. Like this is my personality, but to them because they know how niggas think. And niggas do. And they think they take that as far. I'm like, I'm not flirting with anybody because I was like, cha. And she's like, you smiling. Bitch, I smile. Right. I'm a happy motherfucking person. Like, (laughs) the fuck? But, I mean, just little things like that. And to me, being married is just kind of like we think as a unit. Like, my wife is not. If something don't sit right with her, it ain't sitting right with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody does. We had a, a situation where somebody came to our house. And 
it was for like not even friends i invited friends and they invited their significant others mm-hmm. and so um long story short at the end of the night she noticed that one of the friends that came their significant other had a gun in their waistband mm-hmm. and she's like and mind you this is their first not her first time coming to our house it was her boyfriend's first time coming to the mm-hmm. house so she's just kind of like if you are like we believe in your right to have guns believe me but if you coming around friends, why do you need a gun in your waistband? Yeah. And it just kind of didn't sit right with her. And when she told me that, I didn't notice that he didn't have it the whole time. Mm-hmm. He came in and came out. We were all moving around. Which makes that more weird. Which makes it more weird. So from that moment when she was like, I don't feel comfortable with him coming over anymore. No problem. Right. And I probably won't say anything to my friend right now. But if she says something about coming over and bringing him, I'm going to say, look, look. He had a gun in his waistband, and you don't need your gun if you at your friend's house yeah. eating crabs. And it just didn't sit right. And I know you didn't have the gun the whole time because we didn't see Which it. Which that's like super weird. It's super weird. Yeah. So, um, and especially her, her like guard is really up right now in the times we live in with police officers For and sure. stuff like that. And yeah. so with that, I'm not arguing with you. Even though I feel like it's his right to have a gun, it's inappropriate. It makes you feel uncomfortable in your own home. We dead in it right there. Yeah. Where girlfriend Chelsea would have been like, well, damn, bitch, I can't have my friends over. It's his right. No, yeah. this is your home. You de- you deserve to feel comfortable and it was inappropriate. And there's nothing, you don't have to tell me nothing else. You don't have to explain it to me. Because if you ever feel uncomfortable, you don't want to have to go into, yeah. you know, you want her to exactly. just, yeah. And she's like why do you so that's kind of like we move if i ain't comfortable with something i already know if i'm rocking she rolling period chelsea is there anything you want to tell the people before you go you have been amazing oh my god thank you listen i've okay i hate to say this but y'all know i gotta be real with y'all i've had some bad episodes recently oh it happens girl it happens girl i'll be doing a show sometimes and i'll be thinking the whole time i am not posting this shit people wait episode i'm editing Thanks a long time. <laughs> like never. content. It takes you forever to edit because you were boring so, as fuck. I'm so glad. And you stuttered a million times. And said, uh. What is up with these people asking to be on podcast? But it's all, I was just going to say, I was the motherfuckers that ask. <laughs> What is up with these people asking to be on podcast? Because I'm going to tell you, I learned my lesson kind of early on in the podcast game. I had an episode that I didn't feel great about. But I was used to producing weekly content. I don't like to put, like do uh too much pre-production maybe a week in advance but because we talk about like relevant topics i kind of like to do it in real time and i had a show and i was just like damn this just wasn't it for me but i'm used to posting every week and um i had an opportunity and somebody said um i see you have a podcast give it a a listen and this was a great opportunity and the episode that he listened to was the one i didn't feel great about and when i was posting i was like i don't feel good about this but i'm gonna go ahead and put it up and I was like, that is not the representation of the show that I want to have. And if I don't feel good about it, if I'm not proud of it, it I'm not putting it up anymore. Anytime you got to be like, well, don't listen to that one. Yeah. Don't do it. Well, what I do, this is how I trick them. Mm-hmm. If the episode is bad, I said, this is how I trick them. I was about to say, girl, you're giving away all your tricks. Well, they deserve it. These are, these are my not listeners. They deserve, they deserve it. it. When the episode is bad, fuck it. I will rant for about 20 minutes. I'm just on the mic by myself. Mm. So I'm like, at least for the first 20 minutes, y'all are going to get the best entertaining mm. Imani. Now, this interview is it funny you trash. know in the first like three minutes? For sure. You know before you crack the mic, honestly. For sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to just give y'all some great laughs this mm-hmm. first 20, 30 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. This interview going to be trash, but we're going to get through We're going to get through it together. <laughs> Literally, please hang on with me. Please. <laughs> 
Because you're like you're silently begging. But so it's something I'm getting used to. Yeah, it's it something I'm getting used. Just to. Just like when you you know you talk about doing radio and entertainment, every artist is in a great interview. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to make the most of it. And what I learned the most is you have to control the energy. Mm-hmm. Don't go down to their energy if they. And it's hard, girl. It's hard. I had one bitch that came on the show, turned the lights down, had candles burning, Ooh. and she was boring. So it's hard to be like I like things bright. Me My too. My studio's always bright. I just that's just me some people like to operate in no 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 but girl i mean if i don't like it i wasted my money oh well when i was wearing the studio oh well oh i just i hate not being consistent yeah but you should even though you hate not being consistent quality control should be your most quality over quantity i believe you don't but sometimes it's, it's subjective because what is not a good episode to you, someone else could take from it. The ones that but I you be, know what I do with that go though, ahead. make it a bonus episode. Like the the uh, episode I'm talking about, mm-hmm. I was complaining recently to uh, one of my friends of mine, and she was like, "Girl, she was telling me all the stuff she thought was funny about the episode, mm-hmm. and, and so that and I so I can't trust myself. This show is not music. for you; it's for others. Even with music, I can't trust my thought my thoughts. You can trust your opinion. thoughts, but like I said, <laughs> it's just you can trust your thoughts because your thoughts have led you here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you can trust your thoughts. Yeah, it's. Like you said, I think sometimes we need to get out of our own mind. And really, when we think about it, your show, Lick the Rapper, is not for you. Right. It's for them. Right. It's for the people that are listening. And when you remove that, and you don't know what's going to be valuable content, but at the same time, you know what fits the standard and the mold of your quality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So make it a bonus episode or chop it down. It may not be an hour and a half like you usually do. It may be a 20-minute episode. And just take the nuggets of importance out. Right. And just um super serve the people that you have. Every show is not going to be great. Every right. episode of Oprah it was not great. <laughs> right you know what i'm saying but you just i some things i'm just like i just cannot you know there's the blatant ones was like (laughs) or something i haven't been at that level everything i've had has been salvageable it's like okay we had like a dead moment and it's different because i'm here so Mm -hmm. if even if even if you know this was great but if it was bad i could finesse and do my little stuff but in the studio you really dealing with what you got so what you got it's not my space when the time is up, the time is up. I mean, I've cut shows. I like to do my show an hour. Sometimes I'll range in that hour, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Child, I've cut people off at like 45 minutes. Like, well, it's time to go. The fuck? <laughs> Look at the time. I'm so glad to hear that yes. come from you. Because, uh-oh. To who? She said time, oh, y'all. Oh, and no, 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 no. She was. Oh. It said making a FaceTime call. Now, wait a minute oh. now. I said time to go and it, it FaceTime Tico. Chelsea, say bye to the people. <laughs> bye. And the one thing that I want to leave people with mm-hmm. is to honor who you are, mm-hmm. to honor where you are in your life. Mm-hmm. And to always remember black lives always have mattered and they still matter. Okay. And that's just that on that. Boom. Period. <laughs> you thought. Period. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chelsea. You Thank were you incredible. For me. Thank you. If y'all enjoyed that episode and you stayed till the ending, you are a real nigga. <laughs> Even the white people who listen to this show, you a real nigga. Whatever. I'm sure that's pretty problematic. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I most certainly did. If you're still here, don't forget. Get on that Apple Podcast app. Leave me a review. I might, you know, talk about it on the next episode. Give me five stars. Email me at lick the rapper 
pod at gmail.com if you want some advice or if you have any questions or whatever. And um, be beautiful this next week. You know, be at peace. Don't let anybody make you mad. And I will see y'all next week. I love y'all so much. Bye. Okay, the mama had a swag like mine. She even wear a herd on her back like mine. I make her feel right when it's wrong like a line. Man, she never had a love like mine. But man, I ain't never seen an ass like her. That pussy in my mouth had me lost for words. So I told her back it up like burp. Burp. And I made that ass jump like jerk, jerk, <laughs> yeah. and that's when she, 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 she licked me like a lollipop.